You ready for Freddy? Now that's a fucking bong hit. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Correa. So, Dame, where where are you at, brother? I'm in Chicago. I'm in Chicago right now. Um, you know, I started comedy here in 2015. Moved here to start comedy in 2015 and um you know these last i'd say <clears throat> nine matt knows this last like i'd say nine months or so i've been kind of splitting time between la and here um you know trying to tickle around a little bit with atlanta just you know the those three markets are important to me so trying to make the most of that nice you know, man oh so you spend time in la also huh yeah yeah you know, there's some shows at Flappers, uh, at Comedy Chateau, um, you know, some some of the, like, uh, belly room shows at, at uh, the store. You know, that's the, that's the aim there. And sorry to interrupt. It's, I hear some background noise. Is that coming uh, from? Is that? It could be my, it could be my, uh, the little that, puppy here. Is that your puppy? Well, oh, snap. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if you know. I may be able just to hold him. Yeah, let me see uh, your puppy, dude. I love dogs. <laughs> if he you, comes here, you said the puppy was humping its pillow. Uh, it was more like an assault. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a boy or girl? It's a boy. He's a wild dude right now because he yeah. won't come out. Here he is. How, how old is the puppy? But, uh. There he is, right there. Oh, there he, he is. is. Oh, my uh, God. That's yeah, a cutie kinda, right there. He's a year and a half. Yeah. No, no, like like a year and two months, year and three months. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, around so. my my, uh, my puppy's around a year and six months or so. Uh, it's a girl. Yeah, I can't, pi- I can't pick up my puppy anymore. <laughs> what kind of puppy like, you got, <laughs> Matt? He's like 14-year-old black lab. He's like 85 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him when I came to the house. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude, dude. Uh, big dude. My my dog's a little Chihuahua and it's a girl. And I didn't know girl dogs hump pillows. Also, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know my, that either. I, yeah, I have a little bed, a little uh, little cushion bed, and I bought it so she could lay down. But she hardly ever lays down on it. She always lays down on the couch with us. But every once in a while, she'll just get up and go over to the pillow and start humping it. It's like a little doggy. Wow. Bear. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Maybe she's like uh you know, maybe she inside of her she thinks she's a male dog. I don't know. Right, right. Maybe my dog's like, transgender. Yeah. It's transgender dog, yeah. You got the first yeah. one. It could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's many out there. You know, you know, once you know, well, once it gets out there, a lot of other dogs may start to identify. So you know, you know Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, man. A lot of people have serious. been. Uh, a lot of dogs have been suppressed. So maybe we <clears> got to start like putting it out there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's you know just one of those things where you know, I, I, but I really didn't know. I, I wonder is that kind of like uh, just in canine DNA, the humping thing? You know, that's true. It's true. You know, it, it could I, be. Uh, 
I, I think it might it might be something like that because I did have a, a another dog years ago and it was a female dog and whenever I would tell my my uh, youngest dog MJ at the time my girl dog Tootsie like if if I told MJ to do something and he wouldn't get up and do it she would go over there and try to jump on him and she would kind of do a little thrust like true wow and she was like definitely the alpha dog you know even though she was oh, okay. like a female dog but she was like the alpha dog so yeah maybe, maybe something wow, like that man. and the one yeah. the little one that I was telling you about the one that's humping around her pillow she's fixed so i'm like you would think that fixing them that would go away but no still yeah trying to I'm, get it on still trying to get it on yeah okay yeah maybe just you know maybe just like be a hip exercise for most dogs, right. you know, they gotta, they just gotta like, they gotta work the hips. Everybody needs to work their hips, you know, and be whether it be humans, dogs. I don't ever seen a cat hump though. Yeah, I don't know if cats really really thrust like that. Yeah, cat. No, cats I, are kinda I got, like... I got a, I got a big boy cat, and I ain't never seen him do no shit like that. Oh no. Yeah. Never. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it could be a could be a thing yeah where it's not a cat thing it's just like a just a dog thing but i wish that i wish they would talk about this stuff on national geographic this is a this yeah. is what I care about. yeah that is true because all i see is lions humping and other a- animals that they're not the ones in my house i want to know why my dogs are doing this yeah right thank you thank you so like yeah, they like they they they're not tuning into the needs of the people, you know these these shows on Netflix and Nat Geo, and um, I want to know more about domesticated animals. Yeah, this this you know, is so. the uns- unsolved mysteries episode I want to watch on Netflix. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, are, are you in, so you in Vegas, right? I'm in Vegas, brother. Okay, how long you been out there? I just turned about ten years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So you said yeah. 10 years. Okay. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. I've been out here about 10 years and, uh, uh, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. So all Nevada pe- oh. pretty much, but, uh, okay. All right. The, the thing about, uh, the state of Nevada is that you only have two cities, two big cities and one's all the way up North, which is Reno by the state capital, Carson city, which is a small town. And then you got mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Everything in between is like all tiny little towns, a lot of ghost towns. Right. I think Nevada is known for the most ghost towns in the country. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. A lot of a lot of towns were abandoned after the the mining, you know, like and they're still mining. There's big there's towns that they're pretty successful with the mining industry, but there's other towns that are just like abandoned. You'll be driving from Vegas to Reno. You'll see abandoned towns. It's it's pretty pretty trippy. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's wild. Well, I drove from L.A. to Vegas. Yeah, I drove from L.A. to Vegas. Uh, like in, uh, it's probably it was 2014, 20, uh, yeah, twenty thirteen, and uh, that was the first time I'd really seen like legit tumbleweed roll in front of my car. I'm like, oh, this is like some yeah. wily coyote shit. <laughs> 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 like real tumbleweed here. Yeah. Now, Freddie, yeah, do you so do Adam, a lot of shows? Freddie, do you do a lot of shows with Adam Hunter out there in Vegas or at all? Uh, yeah, when he comes out to Vegas, uh, anytime he comes out to Vegas, he's usually performing at the uh, L.A. Comedy Club. So 
I host once a week there. Yeah, so I get nice. to work with him at least once uh, when while he's out here. Sometimes I'll get double booked and I'll do a couple sure. more. Sure. Because that's how I met Dame was through Adam. Oh, that's Dame was right. opening for Adam. Yeah. Yeah, we put a uh, – you know, when there was one of those first big fights at um, – at the five star forum when it when it reopened when it finally opened right Matt and they had the I think it was UFC fight there I'm trying to think yeah, of when I met to, you some, yeah yeah it was that yeah yeah, yeah it had to be the first one they had at Pfizer yeah and uh, yeah we just put together a show for Adam me and a couple of the comics oh um, wow because I worked with I worked with him at the Funny Bone in Des Moines like yeah two months before that so yeah, yeah so we just put it together um, yeah. Made the magic happen. It was a good time. Where, where was the show put together at? Uh, we did it at a like a we did a back room of a bar at the time. The bar was called like Whiskey Whiskey Frontier Whiskey. Yeah, some whiskey, something something like that. Right in Chicago. Yeah, in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so, so I had known Adam. To, um... Yeah, so I had known Adam. From when I was doing MMA journalism, I had met Adam. And so he was doing a show and he was like, hey, you want some tickets to the show? And so I went out to the show and then there was this dude who opened up for him who was cracking me up. So after the show, I went and said, what's up? <laughs> and me and Dame been kicking <laughs> it ever since. <laughs> That's yeah. dope. How long yeah. ago was that, you said? That was 2016. 20... Yeah. No, I did 2017, yeah. 2018, something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say sixteen. Nice. I want to say sixteen. For sure. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, twenty yeah, yeah twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, something like that. Yeah. That's kind of around the time. I want to say I met you too, right, man? On on Facebook. Yeah. Was it around maybe twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 You guys it's, met on Facebook. Yeah, we've never yeah, met I, face to face. No, I saw he opened up for Joey, and I saw some clips of him or something. And so I, I think I just sent him a friend request so I could like keep watching his comedy grill. Yeah, 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 man. It, yeah, it's it, it's crazy. Like through um, Joey Diaz, I've met a lot of great people, man. Um, yeah, obviously, like I just mentioned, uh, I, uh, Lee Syatt, his his co-host for a long time, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, there's a kid up in Canada. Uh, named Cassius Morris, who, I mean, I call him a kid, but he's in his 20s now, but he started uh, podcasting when he was 14, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know about just, him. You know about Yeah, so he, he interviewed yeah. Adam Carolla, Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz. He's been on Joey Diaz's podcast. So I had him and Lee on my podcast, and it's all through Joey. <clears throat> I met a lot of great people, like I said, you know. Like I, you know, like I consider this episode right here. It's another thing that's another thing that was glued by Uncle Joey, and he's he's one of those forces, man. That he's full of positivity and love. That he he brings people together, you know. So that's pretty cool, right? And just like comedy itself, right? Like, isn't it crazy how through comedy, uh, you guys met each other and you kept the relationship, a friendship going, like. Matt told me last time you guys went, I don't know if one of you guys took a train somewhere and you got you hung out, just had some drinks to shoot the shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Dame just came yeah. up for the day just like to kick it. That's a beautiful thing. I think he's, I, yeah. I think he's, he's probably been at my house. I think he's probably been at my house 
my new house here now where I live probably almost as much as anybody in my family or, or any of my closest friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Catching the Amtrak, catching the Amtrak. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's is there a lot of like trains out, out in the uh, Nevada area uh, or cars still, cars still the big dog. Cars, the big dog, bro. Um, we don't have, uh, a train like that comes from another city actually we we have like some freight trains but yeah. there, there's no amtrak nothing like that through vegas so like if you were to take it uh, uh amtrak let's say from chicago to vegas at one point maybe around utah or something you would have to switch to a bus and it's still amtrak okay but it you wouldn't yeah. be able to yeah it wouldn't uh um go through here because there used to be a, a railroad that would go through back in the old west but now it's just that railroad is just used for uh just cargo that's it okay yeah yeah but other than, than that we got elon musk uh in his boring company making tunnels yeah. for teslas they already made a tunnel from the convention center all the way to this new resort called resort World. right and oh damn i went on youtube and i uh I, I, it shows the camera of just going through and it's kind of freaky, bro. Just thinking you're inside of a fucking tunnel and like the whole earth, everything, you know, it could collapse. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. just, a, <laughs> but it's the same shit as a subway, right? You're, it's the same thing. So yeah, it's just that yeah, subway, you don't really see it, but this, you see the front and you see the fucking, the tunnel, the circle, and you see other car lights in front of you. I'm like, damn. Yeah, man. Yeah. Huh. They were supposed to do so. He, uh, Elon Musk was supposed to be working on something, um, like that from O'Hare Airport in Chicago to downtown to kind of rival the public train that goes from the airport to downtown. He's like some underground. It's, it's got to be the same shit, like an underground tunnel type thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that kind of technology. Anyway, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, that just to think that in the future, you know, there's going to be something like the Hyperloop where... Yeah, that's what the, the Hyperloop. The Hyperloop, right? Yeah, it's like this pressurized magnetic thing that, you know, like, they're trying to make one from L.A. to San Francisco and where you could just get there in 30 minutes or so. It's like, that's insane, yeah. bro. That would be wild. Yeah, I know that they were, like, <laughs> they were like doing tests um, to see if, like, the, the human body can handle that kind of, like... Um, you know what's the word? G forces. I'm not good with like. Oh yeah. Maybe G force velocity. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, shock to the heart. Yeah. Um, um, all that, all that. I don't. Yeah. So they, I know they were trying to work to see if the the body can handle that, like you know, moving at that rate of speed. Yeah. So. Be yeah, dead, be if dead. only if only he stays off Twitter, bro. I know he owns it now, but he needs to stay the fuck off Twitter. Elon Musk, <laughs> so keep focusing on these inventions, man. I'm telling yeah, you, see, that's why I call him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I call him Elon Musk. That's why I call him Elon. See, like when you on bad terms with somebody, you call them by their first and last name. <clears throat> Elon Musk. <laughs> you know, that's true. But in good terms, that's true. Just, oh, Freddie, Matt, but like. Yeah, first and last name status, you know, you you're not in good standing. You know? That is I was true. Like, oh, I was, if I was like, oh, Freddie, man, it's good to be here with you and Matt Holmeyer. And you'd be like, oh. 
Like, y'all fell out. So y'all fell out. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, exactly. I, know, I never thought about that, but yeah, you definitely do that shit. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. That's a good point, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always any, first and last name. If anything, uh, we'll be calling uh, Matt the homie. Isn't that your nickname? Yeah, that's my nickname since like fourth yeah. grade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who started calling you that? I, I don't even remember. I mean, yeah. it was like, you know, like when I was in like fourth grade, it was like homie the clown was a thing. And then, you oh, know, on the Simpsons, oh, yeah. home, Homer would be called homie and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know. It just stuck. Yeah. And most most yeah. of my friends, like even my coworkers and my bosses call me homie. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Let's start calling you homie. You got, any, you got any homie tattoos? I have homie tattooed across my back. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I said I, sh- I said I should get a full back tat of like Damon Wayne's with the with the clown with the sock. Yeah, I'm pretty dope. I, I definitely do that. I do that before Jesus any day on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it, bro. I'm with it. You are on something. Yeah, that would be yeah, pretty dope right there. Just a tattoo of Homie the Clown. Right. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Copyright that shit. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing comedy, Dave? Uh, eight years. Eight nice. years. I started in Milwaukee. I started in Milwaukee, and we didn't know each other when I lived in Milwaukee. Yeah, you know, no. but like you know, I had a lot. I had comedy connections there when I moved to Chicago, and then came back to, um, you know, do the Adam Hunter show, and yeah, um, yeah, and we, you know, we worked it out. Yeah. What What made you want to start uh, out there? Is there like a pretty big comedy scene you were around and stuff, or? In, in, in Chicago? No, in Milwaukee. Oh, no. In Milwaukee, you know, I just got started, man. I got started um, because a, a buddy of mine worked at, at Enterprise, the rental car place. And he was yeah. renting cars to this to this uh, comic that was just traveling to different shows around Wisconsin. You know, and he was like, oh, you know, like I, uh, you know, I do I do workshops, you know. And I was like, he's like, you should do this dude's comedy workshop. And I regret it. That I did the workshop. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, don't, I, I, you know, if we we can cut this part, <laughs> no, no, we can. <laughs> um, uh, but I did the workshop and like, but you know, then got like intro into like you know a club, and then from there I met one of my, you know, kind of best comedy colleagues and uh, and kind of a mentor. His name's Chris Barnes. We actually uh, perform in Kenosha this weekend, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Last night and tonight at the Kenosha Comedy Club. Uh, yeah, so he's definitely been like a mentor and, you know, um, you know, and comedy partner in crime. Uh, for yeah, Chris is kind of a Chris is kind of like a like a comedy legend for Midwest, basically. Really? He's been at it like forever. Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. Like, um, it, it's cool when you you have that. I've I've been I've been noticing that each town like the comedy scenes they all have like that that person that's been doing it for a while is respected you know yeah. amongst others and stuff that's, yeah, that's pretty sure. dope man shout out to chris yeah. barnes absolutely and shout out to uh brian morton too it's my guy he uh he he introduced me to joey uh who y'all both know really well i, I mean i knew joey Diaz's name but you know got more familiar with him through brian in the chicago comedy scene and brian's now Managing um, the New York Comedy Club in in New York, Brian Morton. 
Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Good guy. Cool. Hell yeah, man. That's dope. Um, yeah, I just I just looked them up right here, Brian Morton and 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 Chris Barnes. So Chris Barnes is out of Chicago. Uh, he's out of Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Oh, okay. But you keep in touch yeah. and you do shows with them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Dope. We. Yeah. We. You know. We. We talk text. One. You know. Once, twice a week. That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I remember I, seeing I, Chris Barnes like 10, 15 years ago doing a stand-up show in Milwaukee. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, probably at the uh, at the old comedy cafe in Milwaukee. The comedy cafe, yes, yeah. Yes. That was our yeah. only spot in yeah. town. Yeah. That's cool. That was. Yeah, yeah comedy man. cafe is pretty uh iconic place. I mean that you know, it had all the big name, you know, that you would see in the eighties and nineties that came through. Yeah. Comedy Cafe in Milwaukee, you know, uh everybody from Seinfeld to fucking you know George Wallace and, and you know and everybody in between you know in Milwaukee yeah like yeah Milwaukee yeah. doesn't really have or it didn't really have a great comedy scene I mean we didn't start getting headliners coming to our theaters or anything up until probably the last few years you know what I mean mm-hmm. like yeah and then they just how, opened the Milwaukee Improv how big is but for a while there was like nothing. And then the uh, the laugh the laughing tap is the other independent is the independent comedy yeah. club in Chicago. It's an outstanding place. They bring in a lot of, um, I mean, just talent from all over yeah. know, the country, you know. But they you know they really focus on uh, a lot of just awesome headliners throughout the Midwest that uh, perform there. Um, a lot of people get uh, you know a lot of good opportunities. They they fill that club up. It's independently run. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the uh, the Laughing Tap in Milwaukee, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm looking up Milwaukee's population is uh, 569,000. Um, yeah, that that's a city that definitely should have some comedy there. I mean, Reno, yeah. Reno. Last time I checked, I think it was around three or four hundred thousand. Reno's not that big. Uh, there's a neighboring city called Sparks, so altogether it's around half a million people. But okay. yeah, that's that's cool that. Milwaukee has uh, some some things popping off over there. And how how far is yeah. Mo- Milwaukee from Chicago? Ninety uh, miles. We're from downtown. Yeah, yeah. From downtown to downtown, you could say about ninety miles. You know, on the train. Ninety five. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, you can. The Amtrak connects the cities. We know both cities. Yeah. Um, and then by car too. Yeah, same distance. But you know, ninety yeah. miles or so. Is it more? That's why our sports teams hate to... each other. Oh, because they're so uh, <laughs> so close. They're so close. Yeah, yeah, so close. Yeah, I mean, uh, Wisconsin and Illinois kind of have a you know, you know, border state rivalry. Yeah, like like yeah. Like, like every all the border states, you know, makes sense. Yeah. So is yeah. is that one of the main ways of travel then? As you know, like just train, jumping on the train. If you're doing spots, it's better than just finding parking. All the stuff, all that you know, or what's the best way to? Well, in, well, in Chicago, yeah, the train for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we have just public transportation throughout the entire city. You know, both inner city, uh, the, the L or the you know the L train, the Loop train, uh, and then the Metro is like you know connecting you to the suburbs uh, okay. for Chicagoland area. For mm-hmm. Milwaukee, there's not like um, like a public train. I mean, Matt, you could probably speak to this more, but you know, there's a small train that goes around downtown. Yeah, um, basically, it's. 
I, I, don't, I don't know what you would call it. They call it like a cable car, right? Cable car, there you go. There you go, yeah. Oh, wow. But Milwaukee's still like more like a commuter city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. And and so ever since you did that show with Adam Hunter, you've been doing shows with them again? Nah, we, I haven't connected with them uh, since we did that show in Milwaukee. You know, I haven't a chance to really cross paths with them, but... Man, you know, I, I I really like the dude, man. He's he's solid. He's so consistent all the time. You know, follow him on every social every social media can. Yeah. Um yeah, he um yeah, he definitely has like carved a, a unique niche for himself. You know, yeah. with, you know, with the fighting and just being you know, an MMA and, and they know how he coaches wrestling too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's uh, that's a really kind of special thing he's got going on. That's that's badass, man. Uh, last time I hung out with him, uh, I got a chance to like he had some some extra tickets for the MMA awards out here in Vegas. And, oh, dope! And yeah. I, me and my girl got to jump on those, and uh, yeah. they said, "Oh, you got to dress up all nice. There's gonna be a red carpet and all stuff." I'm like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "What the? Oh, hell? Oh. I'm not used. To, I'm not used to this kind of yes, thing." Sir. <laughs> And uh, we showed yeah, up, sir. and they were telling us, "Yeah, you got to walk through the red carpet." I'm all dressed up in a suit and this and that. And I'm like, we "We're so shy. We just fucking we skipped the red carpet. We're like, this is weird. <laughs> no one else who the fuck we are. <laughs> the, 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 we're gonna appear on some kind of website or something and be like, who the fuck are these guys?'" <laughs> <laughs> we both unanimously yeah, were like, "Let's go." <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna attach out to like the um, the pizza place where they were. Um, uh, you know, keeping kids in the basement that Hillary <laughs> Clinton was a part of, you know, <clears throat> was a trafficking. They were trafficking ch- kids in the pizza parlor. And, you know, yeah, it's easy to attach you to that. What you get on the red carpet, yeah. Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to be well, seen. Well, you know, so, you know, point. That's out why you'll never see me on a red carpet. Yeah. 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 It's just very strange. Not, not because I don't do anything or ain't famous. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, it's just very strange. Um, I had here's the closest I got to feeling like I was on a red carpet. I, I got I went to a restroom. I came out, waiting for my girl and this security guard, with like he was like a SWAT team. We have those kind of security guards in Vegas now. Like they're they're wearing they're they're actually carrying real guns. They're bulletproof vests. They're not cops, oh, but they're like those. Um, that higher tier security, right? Anyway, oh, is that because after that yeah. hotel shooting or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah, because after after a lot of COVID, all this shit that has happened, almost all the hotels have like armed security now. You know, and 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 sometimes they walk around with a canine. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But um, this wow. dude comes up to me and he's like, he's being nice to me. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, good. He's like, are you a fighter? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm a comic. And he just looked at me like, oh, I don't recognize this guy. And he just like, oh, okay. And he just walked away. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, I felt like, a, felt like a loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because You should have lied. I should have. I should have. Because, you know, he sees me bald. I'm, I was probably like clean shaved at the time. And, you know, I'm all yeah. dressed up all nice. Bro, I mean, I saw I saw uh, that dude Texera or whatever. He's like the light hate light. He was the light heavyweight champion at the time. Glover uh, Teixeira. Yeah, I thought he was Baz. I yeah, that guy. I thought he was uh, Baz Ruin and my dumbass. Baz Ruin, yeah, El Wapo. Yeah, I went up to him. I'm like, excuse me, sir, are you ba- Baz Ruin? And 
he was very nice though. He didn't get offended. Uh, if no. anything, he said it's it's an honor you thought I was him because you know Boss is a fucking legend. Legend, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he shook my hand. He was super nice. But yeah, there's a bunch of bald dudes walking around. So I'm like, he just thought I was a fat UFC fighter. I don't know. <laughs> heavyweight, just not cut weight this week. Yeah, yeah heavyweight like like DC. <laughs> Man, just like DC. Yeah. Yeah. Just like freaking. It's yeah. hilarious, man. So, so Matt, you used to you used to be a, a MMA journalist, huh? Like, like, were you, what, what kind of journalist was this? Were, were you just uh, uh, like writing articles, or were you uh, all in, like going up to the fighters and asking questions? Everything, and... everything. Really? I was, uh, yeah, I wrote for like five different websites. I think I figured out it was, and um, I don't know how many years I did it for, but yeah, I would like uh, interview fighters and I'd write articles about fighters. I'd go to uh, all the local events and like some events in Chicago and stuff like that. And most of the time I was comped and didn't have to pay for tickets and stuff like that and sit caged, like not for UFC, but for some of the smaller shows, I sat like right on the cage and stuff so I could have a better view for when I'm writing articles and stuff. And yeah, it was pretty wild, man. Party with Dana White a bunch and like Uriah Faber and like all them people and i mean and then i trained at rufus sport for a while while i was writing too so i got to know all those guys really good you know the pettis brothers and emmanuel sanchez all those guys hell yeah that's cool man that's pretty dope to be able to do you have now do you have a a lanyard collection with all the press no 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 yeah no i have a a collection of like i have a collection of jerseys and shorts and gloves and stuff from fighters i met but that's about it that's cool that's uh some memorabilia you got right there yeah for yeah. sure yeah go you can ask dame it takes up my whole entire room like there's not a blank spot on any wall yeah it's, it's really nice wild. it's really nice yeah, yeah well last nice time we we're hanging out we we're doing a little test run for the episode and uh you were showing me around you got your music section you got posts yeah you got all kinds of that's pretty cool man so is that like your man cave yeah, this is like my little like hobby room or man cave or whatever. And then my wife has the other spare room for her little hobbies. She does a lot of painting stuff, oil paintings. And then oh. downstairs we got a yeah. And then downstairs we got a bar with a pool table and couches and TVs. So it's like now, it's more than yeah, enough house now, for the two of us. That's for sure. Now I see why Dame likes to hang out. You got a pool table. <laughs> the oh yeah, man cave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Miller High Life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know it's, that's the kind of beer that'll give you a UTI. You know, it's, 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 it's so good though. It's so good. Is, is, Ice is, cold is in it, a bottle. Do you get a UTI because uh, just the liquid itself, or because you keep drinking and you make bad decisions? I, I, I think it's a ladder. I think it's a ladder. It's a little bottle. <laughs> Like, I just, like, there's a certain point. I don't know what, where, like, it happens. I get to a certain point where it burns when I pee right after, like, a certain amount of highlights. But I'm like, they're like, bro, this is, like, you can tell you, beer in Milwaukee, and maybe inflation changes, but, like, you can literally get beer for, like, $2.50 still in Milwaukee some places. Oh, yeah. Damn. Like. And that's just like, for, like, Miller products. That's not even, like, the cheap, cheap beer. Yeah, <laughs> which is well, what you would think is the cheap beer, but yeah, that's not even the. There's cheap cheaper. Beer. There's cheaper. <laughs> There's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You might be able to get like a 24 ounce can of Pabst for a dollar at a bar on a Friday night sometimes. I remember Miller Highlight was probably, if not the first beer I would start drinking, um, I would sneak a swig from my brother's bottles uh, back in 1994. I remember I would I would like go in there and take a take a few drinks without him noticing. My brother was in his twenties. I was like, yeah, twelve. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah, you start he, the right age. Yeah, and then he he never really noticed, and then and then sometimes he would hook me up, but I was like, uh, man, why do you like this stuff? But but I was like, oh, I see. You know, you start feeling a little buzz. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first yeah, time you remember getting drunk? Eighth grade for me. Eighth grade. God damn. That's Lori. Eight years old? No, eight. Hold on. Eighth? Wait. Eighth grade. Hold on. Eighth. Yeah. Hold on. My bad. (laughs) Damn, dude. I mean, mean, I'm exceptional, but not not that exceptional. No, I flunked (laughs) the kindergarten. I flunked the kindergarten. So I was probably 15 in eighth grade. You know? Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. I think for me, it was like seventh, eighth grade, too. Yeah. I mean, I got in trouble stealing drinks from my mom, like her wine when I was a kid, me and my brother. We were like, I don't oh, know, yeah. like eight, not, eight, nine years old. We were putting wine into our Kool-Aid and the mom caught us. <laughs> and you went like this. Man. So she had the box wine. She had the box wine, man. I could tell <laughs> the way you went. Like <laughs> Go in the fridge, so, hit the little button, mom wouldn't know. Dude, I oh, remember. Damn. I remember having the box wine. Uh, we went on a little float uh, up in Lake Tahoe, uh, which is right outside of Reno, and we went floating with rafts and uh, tubes and stuff down the river, Truckee River, and we we were just passing the bag, a couple bags of wine, just passing them around, just going <laughs> from tube to tube and just chugging them. And then at one point, me and my homie uh, Tony, one of my best friends. We got. We just started feeling a little sick. We had to pull off to the side of the river, and, and we we started puking. And I was puking Damn. all red, and I got freaked out because I am <laughs> all super drunk, and I'm like, I'm puking blood. But we're like, no, no, it's the wine. It's the wine. It's the wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chill out the yeah, I just and, like how. Yeah. What were you saying? What? Oh no, no. I was just saying. I was just laughing at Matt when like mixing like. Box of wine with Kool Aid. That's pretty much just you, you just say you got diabetes. Yeah, <laughs> that is like the ultimate. That's like yeah. gut rot. That's yeah. gut rot. Hey, I was eight, man. I just I just knew my mom liked it, so I thought, oh, this must be good. You know? So, yeah. So when you couldn't steal dad's beer. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, like when when you drank it though, did you did you feel drunk right away, or like did you have to drink a certain amount? I, like, I honestly don't remember. Like I said, I was probably like eight years old, so that was yeah. thirty years ago. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I I can remember the first time I actually was drunk. Drunk. It was for a New Year's. I maybe I was maybe around twelve, also thirteen. But I remember uh, my mom had a bottle of champagne, and they opened it, and nobody really drank it. And then I went to drink it, and I remember after taking one cup, probably like this much, a couple ounces, maybe four ounces, I felt that buzz, and I was like, whoa, this is awesome. I kept sneaking into the kitchen and grabbing more. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it was, it was wild, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I remember, I remember when I lived up north, it was like, yeah, it was like seventh, eighth grade. We, uh, somebody got their hands on some beers and some bottles of like, it was like butterscotch liqueur or something. And, and we put it in the creek so it would stay cold because of the flow of water. And then we'd go there every day after school and pound like two or three beers and a shot of butterscotch shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Mm. Dame, do you ever perform, like, do you perform sober or do you have a little drink before? No, I try not to really mix drinks and performing. It just, yeah, it can throw me off. Yeah, same here. You know, yep. it, I, I, I can, pro- I'll end up using it as like a crutch. Be yeah. like, oh, that didn't work because I was drunk. Yeah. You know, so I just, so yeah, I, I don't usually drink before, before shows. Yeah. Uh, that That's, what? that's, that's really good, man. I had a couple people give me that advice before I started and thank God I heard about that. Because the first thing people will tell you, do you drink a little bit to, to get, take the edge off a little bit? And it's like, man, the times I have drank before doing a set, if anything, it makes me nervous. Because I, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like, I don't know, I start getting like this anxiety. I'm like, I'd rather perform sober, do my job, and then celebrate after, you know? Right. right. <laughs> makes sense. Makes That's sense. Big time. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. Yeah. 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 Have what I about, done it about... drunk? Yes. And have I had fun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the show. Depends on the show. Was it good? Probably not. not. <laughs> but I had fun. I had fun. What about uh what about weed though? You you ever gotten high before a show? I haven't, no. I haven't done that. Um yeah. I, I would I kinda look forward to doing that though because but then again, I don't know because I haven't. I just just from my perception of other people that that do it, you know, like like yeah. I'll give you an example. Joey, uh, I was opening for Joey Diaz at the South Point Casino, probably about five six years ago, and he has nice. in a bag a bunch of uh, star gummies, and he calls them the stars of death. the stars of death. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he had a bag full of them because it was one of his sponsors, bro. And and uh, he was, like, That's throwing them sad. around in the green room. He throws one to my wife. And he's throwing them like Chinese stars, like, just spinning in the air and shit. Just That's hilarious, man. And I caught a few of them. And I just gave them to my wife because at the time I was, like, not really consuming any of that. And I was, like, too paranoid to do that. But here he is just yeah. fucking ripping them off. And just he's chewing, like, two or three. Matt, do you know how many milligrams they are? I don't know how many milligrams they are, but I know he was doing like 2,000 milligrams of edibles at a time when he was doing the podcast. Like, that's insane. I think it was probably the same thing, bro, because he was just chewing them up and he goes out there and just fucking annihilates. So I'm like, seeing people like that do it, I mean, first you got to have your training wheels or whatever, but it's pretty amazing. How about you, Dame? Do you do uh, any kind of weed or anything before that? Before no, I've, I've, I don't, I don't smoke weed. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I've, I've never done any other drugs except weed in eighth grade. Yeah. Um, when you were yeah. five, I mean, we had, eight. I was, yeah, <laughs> 15, 15, yeah, whatever, whatever that math says. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been, I've been thinking about like, you know, trying to like do new drugs. I just, I just haven't gotten around to it, you know? Like shrooms, cocaine. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm like, like man, like 
I don't, I don't know if you need to like lock yourself away for a weekend and do it, or yeah, if you should have access to nine one one. I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I like how you say I've been remote. trying to try new drugs. It's like I'm shopping around for new drugs right now. You yeah, know, checking yeah. out right. the reviews. Yeah, it's nothing like like trying to get a new couch or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, if I, yeah, well, if I should, but you know, it's it's, it's, it's on the table. Yeah. I'll sit there. I'll sit there, and uh, uh, I used to get like super wasted and just drink and chain nice. chain smoke. You know, because when when I would drink, I would chain smoke, and uh, yeah. and I you know you get that buzz from cigarettes, the nicotine, and all. And I would sit there and watch documentaries on ayahuasca we shrooms same thing and i'm like man i want to try that but i've never really come around yeah. to doing like i've done weed but like never done shrooms you know any other psychedelics anything like that but i do want to get around to doing that eventually yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. now freddie freddie is, is weed legal by you too in vegas or no oh it's legal over here yeah yeah, yeah it's been legal i want to say before the oh uh, yeah see it's not legal in milwaukee Oh, it's not. I forget. Yeah. I forget about that because first it was legal in Cali no. and Colorado, and uh, and then Vegas. But I mean, it's it's been legal in Vegas for about five years. That I forget that there's other parts in the country where it's not. That's fucking yeah. wild. It yeah, is. So like, if, like only like yeah. If you want to hit a dispensary up, you got to drive down to Illinois. They is illegal in Illinois. Yeah, and Michigan. Michigan, like all the surrounding states pretty much are legal. I think Indiana, which is super weird uh, that it's legal there, but I think it's legal yeah. there too. Damn. I just went to uh, Utah. I think it has a lot week. to do with the alcohol here. Oh, oh is okay. it? Oh, the alcohol? Alcohol, like probably uh, pushing it, giving their pushback, huh? Yeah. Because, I mean, we sell a ton of alcohol. I mean, we have more micro brews in Wisconsin and breweries everywhere around here, big breweries and small breweries. Yeah. What's the biggest? Uh, so, so they don't want something taking their business. What's the biggest brewery out there? Is it? Uh, It'd be Miller, probably. I think what it would be too. Be Miller. I mean, it's oh, yeah. Street. It's not. It's not even Miller anymore. It's it's Molson Coors. But yeah, it's go. still the same plant Miller's been at since 1855. Is that where okay. the main base for Miller is? Yeah, like, that's that? like the origin of it. You know, like like Miller and he says that like the is that like the uh, the like the H like the original location mm -hmm. for Miller. Yeah, and I, I thought it was, but is that yeah. I think that and like Paps. Yeah, it's, like Paps yeah, it's, blue, it's, the that's TV the original market. location. Paps. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That might that might have a lot to do with it then, man. I I, I mean, it could be that the yeah. whole brewery they're they're trying to push back on it because, yeah, it makes sense. It's going to cut back on their their business. Um, yeah. But yeah, and the taverns, the taverns too. You know what I mean? Like all the there's, I think what is it, Cudahy? It's like a little um, suburb of Milwaukee here. I think they have more taverns per okay. square foot or something like that than anywhere in the world. Damn. That's wild. Yeah. It, uh, so I, I just went to Utah last weekend. They have um, 
they don't sell alcohol on Sundays. Like oh. uh, liquor, at least. Like all the okay. liquor stores are closed I, on when Sundays. When I was in Mississippi, it was that way. Oh, really? Yeah. When I was in Mississippi, it was that way. It was like they didn't sell liquor on Sunday. And then if you wanted to get like beer and like a bottle of whiskey or something, you had to go to two different locations because they didn't sell hard liquor and beer in the same place. They couldn't. Ah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all like uh it was fucking it weird back to it goes back to like a religion thing I, i'm right sundays uh yeah um, yeah yeah uh, the liquor stores in utah they're owned by the state it's called uh huh. utah state liquor and yeah. i'm like whoa that's fucking wild oh that's wild and uh, but they actually have dispensaries not- out there now utah is legal yeah, they have dispensers. Now, wow. I don't know if you need a medical license. That's how it started in Vegas, in Nevada. But I saw them all over the place. There was dispensaries. They have the green leaf, you know, all over the place. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, – that's that's how it is if you go to, um, to Virginia as well. It's like the liquor is owned by the state uh-huh. uh, in, the, in the state of Virginia. I believe also in – North Carolina, you like you have to go to like only one chain of things like serves like liquor, like a chain of a uh, of a state run alcohol or liquor store. Well, yeah, yeah. So, dude, it ma- it makes sense why when people come to Vegas, they wild out. They're like, oh shit, twenty four oh. hours liquor, booze. Right. You can right. drink in the street, <laughs> walk around the casinos. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there, like New there's there's a reason besides. Yeah, there's a reason New Orleans is my favorite town. Like, man, you have a good time in New Orleans. Plus, the food and the culture is so awesome there, and the music. I want to go. But there. you could start yeah. your day at 8 o'clock with a beer walking down the street, and nobody says shit. It's par for the course. Yeah. I definitely want to go back. Um, what's one of your favorite cities to perform at? Man. Uh... I'd say New York, man. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's it's just it's like no other, man. you know. Yeah. New York City, just the entire vibe. Um, you know, as a comic, just being able to, you know, and a lot of comics will say this, you know, the accessibility of the city, thanks to like a mix of bike, train, taxi. You yeah. know, you can get anywhere you want to. You can do, you know, multiple shows in one night if you really strategize. Chicago's got that vibe too, but not at that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, New York is, you know, and then yeah, it's just something to see. It's always, it's always going, kind of like Vegas, New Orleans, like New York is in that same, that same ilk, man. It's just yeah, room, room, room. Yeah, man, um, yeah. dude, I gotta agree with you. I I loved New York. Uh, I I done comedy out there two different summers. I went out there for like a week at a time, and it was a lot of fun. Um, where, where did you perform out there? Uh, New York Comedy Club. Uh, and then there's a couple of independent shows. Uh, Tiny Cover. Uh, then my boy Brad Rickard uh, ran a show out there, so he put me on a couple of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've also done, um, you know, uh, Dangerfields when it was when it was up and running. I, I you know, did some shows out there. Broadway Comedy Club. I was doing shows out there like years yeah. ago before that, before the pandemic. Um, uh, yeah. 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 And then, you know, you can just pop in and you can go to the, you know, um, 
um god why, why am i drawing a blank right now on the uh the, like the number one comedy spot god why am I... oh the cellar airlines i'll keep i keep thinking about the store yes no the cellar the comedy cellar yeah um you can go to cellar and just you know you'll be there till three o'clock in the morning watching icons just come up on yeah. stage you know yeah you know whoever's in town you know i mean it's yeah it's amazing it's amazing uh, one of my favorite memories performing out there was, was my buddy uh matt azark he does an independent show in new york i want to say he still yeah. runs it it's called the bomb shelter and okay and he ran it with a buddy that had something to do with the booking at broadway comedy club but bro the bomb shelter i did it like i said two summers two different summers i went out there and it was a a, a basement at a brewery and it, it was like a basement this basement was packed bro it was a packed little room and the the you know people get their drinks from upstairs they bring them down get ready for the show and it's a showcase and then the the brewery upstairs from the pizza place next door they 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 get pizza and they give it to the people drinking beer just so they can have something to eat while they're drinking just for free bro so they 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 wow. took two pizza boxes downstairs Sorry. to the to the uh basement everybody's drinking uh uh IPAs or whatever crap beer eating pizza watching a comedy show it was it was a blast to me i was like they should do this everywhere that sounds like yeah that sounds like the way it should be done yeah it's a smart way of drinking you gotta have have either you ever seen have you (laughs) oh yeah right but i mean just comedy in like a a tight spot like that that's 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 what's up like i can't imagine i've never gone and seen a comedian at like a stadium but i can't imagine it's enjoyable either you've gone and seen one in a stadium yeah I've been out to see a stadium before. Uh, like, well, I I've seen a comic. I've seen different comics in stadiums, and it's not it's not the same, man. It's definitely not the same. Yeah. I wouldn't think it would it's be a different world. I, too many. I mean, it's not the same when I've the, seen comedians do small shows and then go to the theater and do a show. It's like I like that small, more intimate uh, yeah. stand-up shows. I'll tell you what, man. A theater is still enjoyable. Um, it's still enjoyable. Because, it is. It is. But a stadium, there's too many echoes, bro. And there's it. Even a even a theater, bro, is um, is a little distracting because there's there's too many people. There's too many pockets of loud people. Um, I got yeah. into it with one time. I went to see Rogan at, at the Mirage. I went to see Joey Diaz, Rogan, Ari Shafir, and Brian Callen on the same. Oh, nice. Uh, and and I got into it with this dude next to me because he was just like chatting the whole time i'm like bro we all paid a lot of money for these fucking tickets shut the fuck up right um and you know when when that happens at a comedy club kind of people patrol each other or you have a bouncer that could come over and say something but in a theater right but but i i will say a theater is still way better than an arena uh i haven't you know what i haven't seen a comic in a stadium i would say an arena there's a difference right because uh i i an arena is what more like a basketball, right? Like yeah, I guess place. yeah, yeah. Hockey place, right? A stadium would yeah. be yeah. like a football stadium, right? Like yeah, yeah like, or like yeah, a baseball like stadium, field or whatever. Yeah, stadiums yeah. like like um, 
like so like you know Beyonce is performing at Soldier Field for example oh, which is oh. something like you know which is like um as opposed to the United Center where the Bulls play you know because yeah. it's just going to be a big like so Soldier Field's like a stadium and United Center's like an arena like I don't know like Madison Square Garden yeah. that's still an arena an like arena, Kevin right? Hart Sebastian yeah Sebastian Kevin Hart people like that uh, I think they hit those. I think, you know, I, I mean, just, but they'll do shit like, um, yeah. Go ahead, what? I, I was just thinking, like, because you go from, like, you know, let's say you go to a club and it's maybe a, a hundred seats or something like that, right? And then you go to a theater and it's 5,000 seats. And then you go to a stadium, it might be 25,000, 50,000 seats. Like, it just can't be the same type of vibe to go check it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. dude, uh, my buddy Sammy uh, Solorio, he he's on the podcast a lot. Um, he uh, went to see Kevin Hart in Sacramento, and and I was right. like, "How was it? Was it cool? Did you have fun?" He's like, "Bro, he's like, all I did was stare at the screen. I couldn't even see Kevin Hart. I was just staring right. at the giant, um, you know, yeah, 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 screen it." And and then he said, he, "You would hear them. You would hear Kevin Hart or his opener say the 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 jokes." Or the punchlines, and because they were so far away, all of a sudden you would hear the laughter sometimes while they're setting it up because it's delayed. You know? Oh, sure. It's, yeah. It's, sure. Yeah, it's it's that delay where where you're saying something, and I don't know, sound travels at 700 miles an hour. I don't know some shit, but then all of a sudden you hear the laughter. So it was it would come in different waves. And I'm like, oh, that's that's why yeah. you hear comics talk about you got to pace yourself, and I'm sure they were they're professionals, but. He didn't have a good experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess yeah, it's it's gonna be different, right? Like you're perceiving that, you know, you gotta pre- kind of train yourself and prepare yourself to know that these things are gonna happen in this certain way. Yeah, yeah. I can see, I can see that not being enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why those those small rooms when they're packed and stuff is they're they're a blast, man. Uh, that that comedy yeah. club experience, it's 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 there's nothing like it. Also, when you have that comedy club with the the, the the low ceilings right nice and dark intimate everybody's squished into yeah that's, that's that's yeah that's that's how it should be yeah that's the best so I, so i gotta ask like so i gotta ask with you guys like being com- comedians growing up like who was like the comedians that you looked up to that like made you want to do this you go first dan uh you know i um man, i would say you know, I think the first thing I saw comedically was probably watching Eddie Murphy um, when I wasn't supposed to, but my aunt and my mom were watching him because, you know, he had tight leather pants on. So I imagine, <laughs> I imagine they were turned on. I don't know. So I was just kind of watching along, not understanding anything, but just he was getting laughs. And that was a big motivation <clears throat> right there. And then <clears throat> but a lot of the television, you know, Comedy I saw on television really inspired me, and I got to learn more about the, the icons that I was seeing. So I, you know, I was a, I was an avid watcher of Sanford and Son, you know, but then got to learn Red Fox as a stand-up after that. Same with Bill Cosby, you know, loved the show, but then got to learn more about his comedy in his younger years, and you know, some of the, you know, records, uh, career-setting things he was doing, you know, um, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, there were there were so many things I got to experience through television. You know that 
you know, yeah, that kind of set me on the path to want to, you know, pursue comedy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it, now, when you were uh, watching these comics, did it cross your head in your like in your mind? Did you think I want to be on that stage? I want to do what he's doing. Did that cross your mind? Nah, I didn't. Nah, that didn't cross my mind. It just it was more like, like how can I, like how can I not work like a real job that mm. my parents seem to be doing? You know, I'm like, you know, so what? You know, I hadn't really thought out like the strategy of like, oh, how can I get on stage and how can I do that? It was more like just a dream of, of, um, of not doing, you know, nine to five shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's cool, yeah, man. That, that's definitely. that's pretty cool. I, when I uh, first was exposed, I would say, uh, I would watch. There was so much of it, bro. I had I had I had stand up exposed to me in in the format of uh, the Spanish world, like oh, okay, seeing Paul Rodriguez. He used to have a t like a Tonight Show in Spanish. So oh, Paul, Paul Rodriguez was somebody that I would watch. Uh, Steve Martin, uh, just not not doing stand up anymore because this is back. I was born in '82, so if you think about it, Steve stopped doing comedy, like stand up, in the early '80s or late '70s. But just yeah, watching this, the jerk. yeah. Oh, it, after the jerk, yeah. But I yeah. would watch his movies, <clears throat> and just watching comedy movies, I was very intrigued by anything that was funny. So watching Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, uh, John Leguizamo, all this shit, all this comedic stuff started like I wanted. I would start imitating them, not stand up. I still never crossed my mind to ever do stand up, but I just wanted to be the funny guy, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I was the loser. Like I, the, I was like the a loser in, in school growing up. I was never like the funny class clown. Uh, I had friends. Uh, yeah. you know, and I, I would get around, like I got by in school, but the place where I got down with my comedic skills was church. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like in school, I was like, I was not good enough. Like, I was like, oh man, these, this is the high, you know, the, this is where the, 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 the real funny people are. So I would go and try to do my, my little voices, my little things in Sunday school, and I would make people laugh, but I would get kicked out of Sunday school as well. So that was like my little introduction Dude, um, to being, you know, <laughs> to the comedy world, right? You know, yeah, just get, getting in trouble in church—that was my thing. But definitely, I, to, definitely. the the actual stand up, like stand up, stand up. It was I, I gotta give it to Seinfeld. I, I started watching the show. In the nineties, mm -hmm. the, the reruns. Now the show was still going, but I was watching them. I think it was UPN or I don't know wherever they had the reruns, and I fell in love with the show. I was like, "This is so cool." These people live. Yeah. I fell in love with New York because of Seinfeld, and then right. Seinfeld used to show the little skip, the little uh, little stand up skits he would do in the beginning, little bits. What's the deal uh, with blah blah blah? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. It, it, that right there, I think that was one of the biggest things for me, Seinfeld right there. Uh, because after he stopped the show, he did that documentary, Comedian. That's when it sparked. Oh, yeah. Head. That's when I'm like, oh. So he left stand-up. He did a successful show. And now he's coming back and starting from scratch. It was amazing, yeah. bro. It was cool. Yeah.
That, yeah, that was I mean, one yeah, of my you, things. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, you get you get like, you get the inspiration not even from seeing them, you know, some of the comedy you like doing stand up. Like you, you learn about them first through whatever other platform, and then you see the on stage thing. You're like, oh damn, you know. That's how I felt about Sinbad. I mean, I would watch Sinbad on so many TV shows. You know, yeah. Different World. We probably did a little bit of stuff on Cosby, uh, but you know, always, always, and then. You know, his stand up, you know, uh, I slowly got introduced to that because it was clean comedy. So, yeah, you know, you could right, you know, right. let you watch it. Um, Dude, yeah. See, I, I don't I don't I don't remember comedy. the first stand up I ever saw, but I remember being a little kid. And I mean, my parents were my dad was a hippie for sure. And my mom's a little bit younger than him. But I, I remember listening to Carlin Records and Cheech and Chong Records and stuff when I was like. Yeah. You know, knee high to a grasshopper. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my, that was my first. Like Steve Martin was was in the record collection, yeah. all that stuff. That was like the first stand up I ever heard when I was a little, real little kid. They, they so you you got to listen to uh, Steve Martin's stand up like as a kid, like wild and crazy guy. What's up? Did, did you, so you listen to Steve Martin's stand up, wild and crazy guy? That record, he, I think it's like one of his last records. I, I I don't know. I don't know what records they were, but I remember Steve Martin. I remember um, Cheech and Chong, and I remember Carlin Class Clown for sure. Oh, yeah. That's badass, man. Dude. Yeah, um, yeah that Steve, was like, I was probably five, six years old, and I remember that. Have you ever, uh, you guys ever read Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up? No. no no it's i recommend it on audio because he reads it himself and, oh, that's dope. and it's 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 so amazing to see the stuff he talks about stand-up um that could be applied to our own lives whether you're doing anything in life so it doesn't have to be stand-up itself one of the things he says uh anything you've ever done in life in the past, you're going to use it later on again. And here's an example. Like when he was a kid, he, he was a magician. He learned magic. He learned how to do the lasso, the little, you know, where you spin it in a, in a fucking, yeah. in the air. Mm -hmm. Right. All that stuff, the magic, the lasso, all that stuff later on applied in his life. Like the lasso applied in the three amigos. Three amigos. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. all these things that he would do as a young kid or, or in his stand-up, later on it came back. So he's like, anything you do in life, it's gonna come back. Like you're you're gonna you, sometimes you put it in a back burner, you're gonna use it again. Like Dame, I, I I'm pretty sure you have some jokes that you started and at the moment they were like, Man, this is funny, but it never went anywhere and you're like, All right, but then you've brought it back. I don't know if you ever done that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, yeah. Something that um yeah, like just didn't feel like it resonated. Like it happened. It could have been something that actually happened to you. You like, oh, I gotta talk about this, but yeah. you know, whether it be the the venue or just you know, or how many minutes you get, you don't get a chance to really elaborate on that joke for mm -hmm. you know forever. You know, you can't really you can't do as as much as you want with it at an open mic. So it just kind of sits in the back burner, and then at some point, you know. You know, you get a chance for it to resurface. Yeah. You know, and it could be it could be through 
uh, crowd work, you know, where you're like, oh my God, you know, I can slowly maybe do a little bit of that joke and yeah, and then it turns into a much longer bit, man. Yes, gratifying shit. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool, man. That's to be able to to bring something back. That that's awesome. And and <clears throat> like I said, this kind of stuff applies to every walk of life. You know, like when I yeah. when I when I think of like Matt doing the journalist um, era of his life, like all that stuff. You know, you have it in the back of your walls. All that kind of stuff is going to come back, you know, whether you yeah. start a podcast and you start interviewing right. some fighters, you know, stuff like that. The music that you used to play, you know, all this kind of stuff that we have in in, in our, um, our our arsenal. Right. Like, yeah, we're gonna arsenal. Right. Right. Use it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good yeah. to have a lot of tools in your belt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, it, it, I'll give you another example. When I was a kid in Mexico, uh, I didn't grow up in Mexico, but we, we would go over the summers and, uh, we would, it was almost like I grew up in Mexico. I, I my mom would, <laughs> she, she got me a fake, um, passport that said that I was born in Mexico so I could go to school for a couple months, you know? Damn. And, <laughs> yeah, dude. And all that stuff, man. It, it comes back. Uh, I yeah, got to learn awesome. and uh, how to read and write in Spanish. <laughs> Just in a few months, the little bit, and then my mom at home, and then we came back to Lake Tahoe, Reno area, and it ha I had all the Spanish-speaking skills now, right? And recently, last year, bro, I, I had an opportunity to do stand-up in Spanish in Mexico City, and I was like, "Oh Damn. shit!" Like, yeah, it's like this is the kind of shit I'm talking about, like. You don't think about it, it like back. it doesn't mean That's anything, tight. but eventually that shit comes back, man. You know, yeah, man. You could use it for, for something right, right. Uh, positive. How many how many shows do you think you do in Spanish? Uh, I don't know, uh, a year or a month, even. Okay, okay, so I I haven't done Spanish stand up since uh, because the the format is is so unique. Uh, yeah, it's hard, like what i did i translated my jokes mm -hmm. and then i kind of like improvised some new shit in between i have it recorded so uh i haven't done it because we don't have that we have a big spanish speaking community in vegas but there's no comedy in vegas so oh i'm, I'm in the works with another comic to maybe get something going uh like even to start uh at a spanish restaurant and start doing like yeah. an open mic because I feel like it all starts with an open mic. Um, yeah. You could do a comedy showcase and stuff, but if there's no comics, if there's no scene, who's going to go see the Spanish comedy? Uh, right. And and if you go, let's say, to a, a local bar where all the Mexicans, right. Puerto Ricans, Cubans go, they see amateurs performing. That's the greatest way to encourage somebody to do stand up. They're like, "Oh, I could do, I could be funnier than that guy." You know? Yeah, yeah. That's so <laughs> right, right, right. Makes sense. Like being like, I, I, I can do that. Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah. you got a comedy scene. People start signing up every week. Now you have a scene. Now you have people like, "Oh man, this guy stole my joke." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You start, <laughs> and it just starts. It's like this little world, this little universe of comedy. So that's one of the things I want to kind of. Uh, be part of, um, you know, in, in doing uh, as far as like the comedy 
comedy out here in Vegas. Just get that scene going out here. Um, I want to get that started and, and start a yeah, Spanish podcast. Oh, yeah, I want to do okay. that. I don't know if you guys uh, have seen, but Tom Segura, uh, he's been doing a Spanish podcast. He had Joey Diaz, and they did a whole episode in Spanish. It was biz- it was bizarre to see two wild. people that I'm. Two people that I'm used to always just talking, you know, you hear Joey talking with that New Yorker, New Jersey accent. Yeah. And Tom Segura sounding like a white dude, but they're both Latino. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I hope they get Louis, Louis on, one, on one episode. Yeah. But Louis, even though he grew up in Mexico, he doesn't speak Spanish, right? Or does he? It's very bad. Very bad Spanish. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he, he grew so, up in Mexico, but, uh, well, he grew yeah. up to a certain age. And he he says in interviews uh, in some podcasts I've been listening to, he was fluent, but he was so young that when he moved to the states with his parents, that it all kind of like he, he knows very little, very little. Yeah. So. Kind of out of sight, out of mind. So. Yeah, but that's crazy that Louis C.K. is Mexican, bro. That blows my mind still. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's a Mexican Jew like myself. Not a lot of us. <laughs> the the juxtapose yeah man hey dame so um we just went over an hour but i gotta get some stuff out of you guys still um if you guys do you guys have a few more minutes yeah Yeah, a few minutes okay cool like 20 minutes or so yeah Um, if let me know anytime dame what's one of the worst shows you ever done it, it could be because you bombed or it could just be it was chaos what's one of the worst memories of doing a show uh man i got so many same um, here <laughs> <laughs> i would say like the first time i performed at zany's like i just got a chance to do like um they were doing this thing like they're doing like co-features at that time um, well, you know, there's a dude, <clears throat> like two of us would do eight minutes a piece type thing, mm-hmm. uh, just to give us a chance to get on stage. And that was cool. Well, I think the first time I did it, I was just, you know, with the reputation of Zanies and, <coughs> and just want, you know, want, trying to do such a great job. And, 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 uh, you know, I got up there and I started, you know, just my, my regular set that I had been doing all the time. And, you know, I probably sound like a fucking robot up there, and it was just I was bombing. It was terrible, and just some. And my girlfriend at the time was in the audience, you know, oh. and she wasn't a fan of stand up anyway, so she was oh. like, didn't even want to be there. So she didn't think I was funny, didn't want to be there. Oh. And then this dude—that's uh, brutal—near her in the, in the general vicinity, he just shouts out, "Tell some jokes, motherfucker!" <laughs> and. <laughs> and you know, and, and, and I, I mean, that's what I do whenever I go see you, Dave. I just had to, like, like, no, I just know these seven minutes. Yeah, it was like, I just know these seven minutes at the time. Yeah, man. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, bro. It, bringing, bringing a girlfriend must be really one of the toughest things. Because I know the experience of bringing uh, coworkers. Big mistake. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah. But they talk I, to you through the show. Yeah, yeah, and and because they're friends with you, they think they could heckle or like they don't know any better, and it's so yeah. embarrassing. Like uh, you, you'll see like the headliner who's 
who's who are whose friends are these people? And like, ah, they're mine. Right. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. That's I'll get rid um, of them. so what happened with with the uh the, were you kinda like embarrassed with that ex girlfriend or like did she kinda look at you all weird? Did she dump you? Right we, yeah, yeah, we we broke up. We broke up. <laughs> she was like, "You gotta go." <laughs> not that night. Yeah, Dude. not that night. But you know, probably that was one of many reasons. You know. Just, yeah, yeah, that might be one of the reasons. Amalgamation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a culmination of things. Can you imagine, like, if that, like, that's one of the conversations? Why are you leaving me? Cause you bombed. <laughs> you bombed. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking bombed us there. <laughs> I didn't like how that made me feel. Yeah. You know how embarrassing it is? I, I I checked in on Facebook and said my boyfriend is doing his thing, and you just go up there and bomb? <laughs> you just fucking bomb? Right. Yeah. Now I got to go back and change my status. I got to delete that status. <laughs> I got to delete that status, man. Oh, oh God. Yeah. More, work, more work for her. More work yeah. for her. I'm lucky. My, my wife's immune to my bombs now. My, yeah, my, yeah, because she sees me bomb. She sees me, you know, do good, and you know, <clears throat> especially in the beginning, um, uh, you know, of doing stand up. She, you know, she saw me do my first stand up set. We've been married for seventeen years. I've been doing stand up eleven years, so she's seen the <clears throat> whole roller coaster, bro. She's been there with me. The times where I'm like, man, fuck this, I'm quitting. I'm not doing this no more. And then you know, she's always there. I, I'm very lucky, very fucking lucky, yeah, man, because. Um, and she's working at the comedy club now. She's a cocktail server at LA Comedy Club. So, oh, no. So she, so she gets to watch everybody bomb. Yeah, and she'll. You're right, tell, right, right, bro. This is one of the. It's it's like having an insider, like a spy yeah. in there, you know, yeah. because the times where I stay home, and she, I'm not performing there. I'm like going somewhere else. She'll be texting me. So and so's on stage. I'm like, how how's the set? You know, yeah, yeah. She'll tell me. She'll She's like, oh, he's like talking about the time he jerked off with an orange. You're like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's saying that for me? Man, it's my bit. Man, that's funny you mentioned that. Uh, you remember I was I was working that bit out before the yeah was yeah it before during the I was working the bit out during the pandemic. Yeah. About, yeah. So damn, I have this bit about me before even learning how to you know sorry to be. Uh, a little gross, grotesque, but like a raunchy. Yeah, but it. before I learned how to jerk off, I didn't know how to jerk yeah. off, so I fucked an orange. Um, when I oh, was, oh, nice, yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you, know, you gotta, it's one of the best responses you know, I've gotten. Oh, nice, right? He's like, I'm gonna open there, yeah, like you knew you needed lubrication, you know, you know, orange is yeah. juicy. Yeah. yeah, orange is juicy. Yeah, so it's really not that far off. And it's usually they're sweet. They're not that bad because people are like, "Man, doesn't the citrus that that burn?" I'm like, "And they didn't burn me. It was I was good. I wasn't fucking a lime. I was like a nice sweet <laughs> tangy orange." And yeah, um, yeah. I I kind of discovered I literally discovered it before. You know, this is before American Pie, all that stuff. This back in '95. Yeah. Well, I was working this bit out. I think around during a pandemic and then it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm getting the punchlines. I'm getting the tags. And it's a very, it's a dirty joke. As much as I like clean comedy, I like Sinbad. 
you mentioned Sinbad. That's one yeah. of my heroes. I love Sinbad. Yeah. Brian Regan. Yeah. All these clean comics, you know? Yes. But I Absolutely. myself, I'm not that. It's not my style. I'm very, right. fu- I'm very, you know, I talk about my life, uh, uh, about embarrassing shit, and that's one of them. So, anyway, I dropped a bit at one point because I'm like, it's a little too dirty for the club. But recently, yeah. I've been bringing it back, and I've been cleaning it up, working it out. And one night, it happened to be one of those bad nights where it's like, ooh. I should have not tried this bit out, but I just, I, instead of bailing, you know, when you got a new bit or something you want to try out, sometimes you bail yeah. and you go back to your good shit. I, I was trying to be that, a true artist. I'm like, no, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to own this shit. Here Commit I am. Commit to the bit. I'm, I'm committing to the bit, bro. <laughs> and I would say there's yeah. like three people, maybe three dudes and a girl. Maybe, yeah, there was a girl. A, they were having a good time. In my head, I'm like, these. I'm killing right here. Fuck it. Out of the whole yeah. audience, the rest of the audience, they're like, kind of like appalled. They're like, what the fuck did we, what are we watching? <laughs> yeah. And usually I'll be like, well, fuck this audience. I'll get off, bring up the next comic yeah. if I'm hosting. Who cares? Here's the problem. The owner, the, the booker was there. And as soon as I got off, he's like, hey, what was that? <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was what? like, oh, like shit. he like, what, what was that? It's like I'm like, oh fuck! It was like it's one of those things. Yeah. Like when they see you bomb, like the Booker is like, what about the other times I killed? You didn't see that shit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. You see them? Yeah, yeah, man. So it's funny. I, you, I, it's funny you brought that up, bro. <laughs> the orange <laughs> fucking bit. Here, here's my here's my question, uh, legit question. Uh, yeah. Like, so are are oranges native to Mexico? I don't know. I don't and know. I'm, it would make sense because I'm, you see a lot of Mexicans selling them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And true, yeah. true. And I was wondering because if I were to if I were to fucking orange, yeah, I'd imagine it would burn. But maybe if be you being Mexican, you don't get burned when you fucking orange. Oh, like he's like immune to it. Yeah, immunity. Yeah, it could be Mexican people immune to that to that acid that burn. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna go try it. Be a white dude. I wonder. (laughs) It could be, bro. That might be. That might might be. uh, It's in the DNA. You know. Yeah. 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 I think a DNA thing. I think it's definitely onto something right there. Um, All right, Matt, you said you wouldn't try that. No, no. You I mean, we got a black dude, a Mexican dude, and a white dude. I don't know if we should we should run a litmus test or what. Have you guys seen that that movie, no, Girl no. Girls Trip, with uh, uh, Tiffany Haddish? Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. No. They had a they had a section a little. Uh, scene in the movie where they're teaching they're I think it's like a sex party and they're teaching the girls how to give a blowjob with a grapefruit. Yeah. And I we we're watching it at the movie theater and I told my girl I'm like they stole my bit. This fucking you know? <laughs> yeah, right. before I could try it on stage, but I'm like I used to do I used to fuck stuff like that. A, yeah. I'm like <laughs> my shit. I'm sorry what? about this dog. He's going nuts. Oh it's cool bro. It's, no way brother. No All right, way. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Bernie, Bernie Mac. 
Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Nice. Bernie Mac Jr. Bernie Mac Jr. He's like, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. (laughs) 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 That's what he said. I think that's what he barking. Dude, I'm a big fan of naming your dogs after people you 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 like look up to or I'm oh, a big yeah. fan of that. I used to have a dog named MJ after Michael Jackson oh. cuz I got him the week Michael Jackson died. Oh shit. Yeah, so I named okay. him MJ. Right. I'm like, you know, this is rightfully this, so. Yeah, and he was a great dog, but he didn't live up to his name. He never touched little kids, so <laughs> No, he wasn't good with kids. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Please, that, listen. That that shit just wrote itself right there. Yeah, right. That shit just wrote itself. You should that's use good. that. Okay, okay. there we go. Right, I'm right. Yeah, there. I mean that's that's how my dog got his name too. He, when I got him, his name was like Earl or something like that, and I was like, I ain't sticking with this shit. But he was fat and he could run fast as hell, so I started calling him Eddie because Eddie Lacy was the Packers running back. He was fat as hell and could run oh. good. Yeah. So that's how he got his. He was name. fat as hell. And he was running. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Lacy was yeah. He was a he was a phenom. He was a phenom. Bro, I'm I'm overweight. I'm uh I weigh two fifty ish. I'm six foot tall, five eleven ish. And I, I should be around 200. So when I, I did a marathon out here with my girl, not a marathon, I did a 5K, bro. And there was fat guys running way faster than me, like round bodies, like grapes. They look like grapes with legs and arms running way. Like, and I was like, I kept looking back and I'm like, where are these guys passing me from? Like, it was fucking amazing. I'm like, that's incredible. And I'm like, good for them. But, um, <laughs> I was like, you mentioned that guy for the Packers running fast as hell. I was like, remember that one guy that they put the fucking oxygen? He he got like an interception or a, a it was like during a Super Bowl, and they had to oh put yeah yeah oxygen on the side. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh I think I want to say that was um uh um beast mode. Was that beast mode? Yeah, I I think I want to say it was. Bro, well, he got the oxygen. All right, so about about five months ago, bro, did you hear Beast Mode got a DUI recently? No. I don't know if you guys oh, – Yeah, no. I heard that, yeah. If you look it up on YouTube, bro, they have the whole uh, cam, the police camera. It was two girls that, that got him. They found him, pulled over on his badass sports car. I don't know what kind of car it is. And the, 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 he had no tires left. It was, he was on rims. Yeah, he was rocking on ribs. <laughs> and he just passed out. He just passed out on some industrial road in Vegas, and he was just sleeping. And they wake him up, and he's, like, smiling. He's like, what's up? <laughs> they're like, you're like, you going to get out of the car? He's like, nah, I'm not getting out. And then, they're, they're, bro, it's like 30, 40 minutes. It's hilarious. Because it, it, two women, cops, they're not going to do nothing to this guy. And it's not until a bunch of other cops come in. And he doesn't, at the end of the thing, you know, spoiler alert, he doesn't resist. He's hella cool. But he was on one, bro. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was Can't like. Real, no, yeah. Concoction you know, of. Yeah. The week before, bro, I did a show at a bar. And uh, I didn't know he was there until after my set. Oh shit! Yeah, bro, he was he was out here. I think he lives out here in Vegas. I'm not sure, but he was okay. he was okay. at this booth, like right by the stage, and I didn't recognize him. I'm just doing my thing, 
And then afterwards, uh, since I, I put my camera to record, there was a part where he got up during my set and, and you could see his face and I'm on stage. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And this That's is a dope. week before the DUI, bro. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, there, there's a reason why he got up uh, up there in my set. I don't think he was liking my set. He, yeah, I was gonna say he, saw, he was seeing how your set was going. He's like, man, I need some drinks after this one. Shit. He's like, yeah. this guy fucking oranges. I need a motherfucking drink. Yeah, <laughs> right. Enough orange fucking. Enough yeah. orange fucking for one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I said, I'm a big fan of naming uh, pets. Uh, my my youngest dog, the one I was talking about, I named her QT after Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. Hell yeah. You like Quentin Tarantino, Dame? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, you know, the Django stands out to me as, you know, one of the, you know, most iconic films, you know, in my in my collection anyway. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, you know, everything about it, you know. Um, you know, amongst all the other classes that he's done. Yeah, uh, but Django probably just, you know, really does it for me. So, you know, I respected him after, <laughs> you know, seeing every everything else he did. But Hell yeah, yeah, big fan. That's badass. And, fan. and and I bring this back up uh, because I know the homie right here. He's he's huge on QT. What's what What's one of your favorite movies from QT, bro? Ah, uh, Death Proof for sure. Death Proof, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. As a car guy, and I love classic car movies, so like seeing somebody do it, you know, in a modern era of, of film, that one like yeah. was dope. And the stunts, all those stunts, a lot of those things that were done, um, it, I love it, man. He uses the real, like he doesn't go with the special effects shit. He does the real shit, bro. right? It's it, it, it's amazing to me the the stuff that he does. Yeah, and, and Django was a uh, that. Those two movies, man, I got to say, those are really good. But it, it's hard for me. It's hard to um, pick one. But, of course, you see the Pulp Fiction in the back. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, my buddies and I, we just did a a movie. I think it's too easy to say Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? Right, it is. Right. It is too easy. You're You're right. Because let's say if I eliminate Pulp Fiction from the whole collection, right? What is it? Um, seven more films. Is that what yeah. it is right now? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, if you were to ask me what's one of my favorites, it would be hard between <clears throat> Hateful Eight and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those are both really good okay. too. Yeah, yeah, and the Hateful Eight. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys seen the extended version that when they released it in on Netflix, like a four part or three part version. Oh, okay. yeah, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, because the original movie is around th almost three hours, and the the extended version is like a little over four hours. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, man, that's wow. to it, it's one of the the the. Yeah, to me, is one of the greatest directors out there. How about how about directors? Uh, we'll we'll kind of close up with that. What's if it, it, if it's QT, you know, Quentin Tarantino, that's cool. But how about any other directors, movies that you like from other guys? And I'll give you my, one of mine, and it's gonna be kind of hacky. Uh, Scorsese. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of somebody like not Scorsese, not George Lucas, not Spielberg, like. 
I'd probably have to go yeah. with uh, Kevin Smith. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, my favorite movie fan- franchise, uh, hands down, is the Born, the the Born um, movies. You know, not not including the Jeremy Renner one. You know, you can cancel that one. <laughs> all the, so I, I forget the name of the director that did the uh, the Born films, mm-hmm. but I'll Ultimatum, all that. You know, I like. Ali, yeah, I like that angle that you know that cinematic scope that uh that that director had. But I just don't know. I don't know the name, and I don't know what else they did. Doug Lehman is the director. It says right here. Doug Lehman. Doug Lehman. Yeah. Oh, that's dope, man. I wonder, did he do them all? Like all the. Yeah. You know, Ultimatum, Supremacy. It says he did. So he's known for directing films like Swingers. The Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Jumper, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow is really good. Yeah. Um, oh, you say American you say swingers made me think John Favreau would be one too, for sure. Oh yeah, I was gonna say John Favreau too then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'll give you an up and coming. Uh, this director only has like three or four movies. Uh, are you guys familiar with the Florida Project? Mm-mm. It's a good indie Mm-mm. film. Um, most recently he did, uh, Red Rocket with. Uh, Dirt Nasty, what's his name? Um, he used to be an MTV guy. Uh, let's see, what's uh, his name? Uh, oh, Simon Rex. Oh, okay, heard of Simon Rex. Well, yeah, I've, I've heard the name, but I can't. I, I can't picture. Him. I can't attach it. To I'm gonna try to share the screen with you. Right. So, Sean, the name of the director is Sean Baker. Sean Baker. He's been doing a lot of indie films and. And uh, I'll show you right here. Can you see that screen right there? Yeah. So this is Sean Baker. He picks, he picks, he goes to a city where he's gonna film, and he picks random people who have never acted before. He discovers people like on Instagram. Oh, that's he offers them positions and and you know roles in the movie. And uh, he just recently resurrected this guy. Simon Rex in this movie called Red Rocket. Red Rocket is a pretty badass film. Um, you might recognize this guy's face. Simon Rex. Does he look familiar? Back in the MTV days. Uh, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. I remember trying to zoom in that screen. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, he's made three movies. They're all independent films. Uh, one of them is called Tangerine <clears throat> with this comic named Ian Edwards. Super funny dude. I don't know if you heard of him, but Ian is, um, yeah, Ian, oh, Ian is my guy. Yeah, yeah. You heard of Ian Edwards? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we uh, you know, we message every once in a while on IG. If you know, if he's from at the store, you know, he'll let me come through and and check him out, man. Yeah, he's a he's a top notch human being. Yeah, yeah, man. He he's dope, man. I I'm a big fan. I met him once. He's a cool dude, man. Uh. And he's yeah. a great actor. He did great in it. So this movie Tangerine is about uh, these transgender uh, uh, like working girls in in Hollywood, and it's called Tangerine. He filmed it on iPhones, bro. All iPhones. This is and does somebody yeah. fuck a Tangerine yeah. in this movie? Or I was hoping. That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, why did this motherfucker pick Tangerine of all movies? 
out of all uh, yeah, yeah out of all his movies I, that was the first one i watched because it was a tangerine bro <laughs> i was attracted to it but uh, right. hey, if they make one called if they make one called clementine then that'd be you know that'd be something <laughs> that's that that then they'd be talking we talking dick size at that point right yeah. right it's concerning clementines definitely make you look bigger you know yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I never fuck with the grapefruit. Never. You know, <laughs> no need, no need. Cantaloupe, <laughs> grapefruits, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's hey, a real man. That's a real man's game. <laughs> guys, um, I I I I, I want to thank you guys so much for making this happen, bro. Uh, we've been yeah, talking about doing a podcast f- for a while, and I definitely w- would love to have you guys back on again, man. And we could, uh, you know, th- this, you know, sometimes when I have someone on for the first time, the best thing is to just, just shoot it, you know, shoot the shit and conversate. And you guys yeah. are fucking amazing, man. I-, I appreciate you guys. I'm very grateful that I got to meet you, Dane, through the homie right here. You know, you guys are good yeah. people. So thank you guys for taking the time, bro. I really appreciate you. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for having us, man. Matt. Yeah, Matt, thanks for making it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we could do this like once a week, man. Like, it's fun. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I would. That'd be cool to do this, um, and maybe in a few weeks. I, you know, we got. I, I, st- I stay busy. Like, uh, not always with. No, I'm not trying to act like I'm always busy with comedy. But I got shit around the house that I do. Or, but uh, if we could yeah. get together, I know our lives are crazy, but that'd be cool if we do it again. And maybe we could bring in a talk about a movie or something, and then meander to something yeah. else. <laughs> you know, we could do it like for sure, movie for sure. I'm a, I'm a sure. huge I'm I'm not I'm not a movie buff but I I'm a big fan of movies, you know. I love watching okay. movies. That's one of my favorite things. So Yeah, man. Yeah, we could just like re- we could like review a trailer, you know, that like you know, <laughs> boom. Just rip it apart, <laughs> watch a trailer and rip it apart. I ain't seen that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the fuck out of a trailer. That's a great you know? idea because trailers give you the whole movie sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> I like that idea. So we—that's uh, a great idea. All oh, right, yeah. All hey, right man. let's do it. Yeah, man. Well, thank you guys. Um, now I'm gonna have, of course, uh, your names throughout the whole episode on the screen on YouTube, uh, and and uh, you know have it on the title. So I like to do it at the end. What, where's the best uh, place where people could find you on social media so they could see you perform? You know, uh, for me, you know. Instagram um, or just my website, damegrant.com. Hell yeah. Right on. on Instagram, I'm dame underscore grant underscore. Nice. Nice. Right on. Do you fuck with Twitter at all? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. I don't don't, uh, tweet that often, but I'm Twitter. I'm at, you know, Dame Grant or at details on location, but you can find me through Dame Grant. Beautiful. Beautiful. How about you, Matt? I, I don't really fuck around with Twitter. Uh, I, I have one, but I used to do it when I was plugging articles and stuff to get more views. Um, mm-hmm. But I think my Instagram is uh, is homie, like homie Stalis or something like that. I don't even know. Because I was living in West Dallas at the time. Well, guys, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys have a good rest of the weekend. Enjoy the festivities uh, yeah. and, and all that stuff, man. Um, thank you guys again. Thanks, Freddie. Appreciate it, man.